is Touchline MVP. A man who needs no introduction. It is uh, Coach Kevin Johnson. If it is that you want to reach out and you want to ask a question, please be feel, uh, feel free to do so. 060-584-2250. Coach, a warm welcome to the show and thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon, Romy, and thank you for having me on your show, and good afternoon to all your listeners. Good to have you, good to have you, Coach. We've made it today 101 of a national lockdown, level three. How has the last uh, three and a half months been for you? I think uh, for anybody that's involved in sports, Romy, this has been a very, very difficult period across the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, yeah, we've never had something like this. And uh, when you're involved in sport and you're involved in interaction with uh, athletes and people and fields and things like that, and all of a sudden you are not able to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult as a as person that will be involved with sport for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah, it is difficult, yeah, because I've been chatting to different coaches of different clubs, and that is difficult. Is it difficult for you not to be on the pitch, on the touchline, doing what you do? Look, uh, it it is what it is, and uh, it's it's obvious if I I said, no, it's not difficult, I'd be lying. Maybe I should have been a a computer (laughs) programmer or something like Mm. that. But it is very difficult. Uh, The one thing that has helped me a lot is my immediate family is very, very sporty as far as going to the gym mm-hmm. and training and things mm-hmm. like that. So the home has been a field for us. <laughs> nice, nice. So still sporty, but not quite entrenched as to where you you want to be. So yes. is it withdrawal symptoms of, of two different kinds? One for you as coach, taken away from that, and then one from actually being able to sit back and watch the sport, which also, I guess, there was a drought for a very long time. Yes, that as well. You know, you, you should have always been uh, engaging and watching other coaches do what they do, find or try and get into their heads to see what they are doing differently, tactically, uh, getting on YouTube, watching other coaches from overseas that you normally look up to, mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. what technique they are coming out with differently, you know, and uh, what the development is doing, what the whole sport as far as football is concerned, being, uh, to improve themselves. And uh, that has been the one that all symptoms that we, we probably all have. Yeah. And uh, now that it's come back a little bit, uh, you sort of feel a little bit at ease. Mm, mm. Was this always the plan? Was the plan always to end up in coaching? My plan? Yes, yours. Yeah, well, when I look at uh, the whole change, democracy, I was a computer programmer many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, very involved with the politics at the time in the little area that we came to, uh, we, you know, I said to myself, the only way I could pay back to, to sport is allow the next generation of footballers mm-hmm. to see the world in front of them. And uh, then we got involved in, in sport only because I played football and because I also started coaching them and really, really enjoyed it. So uh, the switch was, 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 
eminent, I think. Mm -hmm. You also worked with uh, uh, development and and discovering players like your Stephen Pinard. Would you say that that is the gift? That is really where your strength lies and and the bit uh, of um, coaching that that you really love is, I guess, discovering tomorrow's stars. Yeah, well, you look, that was that was always the beginning, uh, Romeo, and it, it never goes away from you. It never changes. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that. I did that. And then uh, the next level was, uh, guys, let's, we, we need to coach at a higher level and see what it is like to be uh, coaching in the, in the PSL. If I had the opportunity to coach overseas, I probably would have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the opportunity to study overseas. I did that as far as coaching is concerned. Uh, but uh, coaching in the PSL has, has always been the ultimate to test your your ability, to test whether you've been doing the right thing with young players. But finding young players and nurturing young players will always be there because it's part of the it's part of the cloth that mm-hmm. you have to that you have to make for yourself. And so you never lose that. I mean, I don't envy the job of a coach. I always think from where I sit and when I look in, I think it's a really difficult job. It's um, a thankless job as well because I often say when the team's doing great, yay, but the minute the team, you know, just it hits a corner and it's not for the better, it really is all fingers that point uh, uh, to the coach. What did you say the most valuable lesson your your, your job has taught you? So many, there's, there's so many answers to, to that particular question. Uh, I always said to myself that uh, the, they, we always say in South Africa, the coach is the first one to get fired. Mm. And we always say that uh, you know it's better firing one person than firing 11 people. But I think it's, it's, a, it's an holistic approach that needs to be taken by... The, the complete club, and this is my scenario, mm-hmm. that uh, the club has to buy into a certain way of, of doing things. And when they have that properly, then they can hire coaches. And uh, the most successful clubs in the world have done that. Your, your, your Manchester United, your Liverpool, your Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barcelona, you know, you're Tottenham coaches and bringing in coaches, but their core staff within their team is, mm-hmm. and when the coach doesn't yell with that, then obviously he will leave, but not because of results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because so we also talk about, yeah, we talk about this coaching merry-go-round as well. You know, you see it towards the end of the season. I mean, you see it throughout the entire season. I shouldn't actually just say towards the end of the season. But did you think that you would, you know, bounce back a whole lot? Not that you've been gone for for too long from the touchline, but did you think you would bounce back and be back with the different club a whole lot sooner? Uh, not the way things are going when I when I left Amazulu, uh, uh, Romy. Because a lot of the clubs, were, they looked settled. They looked like they were doing something better. Uh, the results were, were not coming for some of them. The results were coming for some of them. But uh, there, was no, there, was a, there was like a bit of stability within the, within the PSL, if I may say. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, along comes COVID and everything goes pressured. Because yeah. uh, the league stops when 
we we still in lockdown, and we need to finish the league. I don't know if they're going to finish the league, but they need to get somewhere where they're going to finish the league in order to to carry on for the new season. So there's a lot of movement now, and uh, there's a lot of movement that's happened before COVID. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get back uh, again, and hopefully we'll be able to get up. A team with some form of vision mm. that uh, is able to create stability, and then we could move on. Yeah. Well, why do you say? Do you think? I mean, in your humble opinion, do you think that we will um, finish the league? Let's say before the end of, I think we're talking about August now, and also just the way things have started. I know that Cape Town City came out, and you know they're very loud and proud on their social media, you know, showing how things are going ahead. But what is happening in, in, in your mind as you take a look at the situation now not being tied to a specific club? Look, in my mind, when I look at uh, the, the, the way the, the, the whole epidemic is going around in our country and I see where the hotspots are and what is this, what they're doing, and uh, when I read, you know, the, 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 the news that is coming out on whether the teams have started training, whether they've done their testing, uh, who they, where they're going to take the whole sort of World Cup type of uh, uh, mentality to a certain city mm-hmm. so they could play all their games. Uh, it's taking longer and longer, and the, more, the longer it takes for me, the less chances are that you'd finish the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Houting at the moment is probably at its peak yeah. as far as the virus is concerned, so we don't know what what what's going to have the effect it's going to have on 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 the football teams because you look at it, each football team is plus minus fifty personnel that they have to regularly test, and they keep in one position so they could compete with each other, and those are the the the, the you know the the object objects that you got to look at and see how it's going to help you, mm. and mm. then of course you got to get them to a fitness level as well, be it physically, tactically, and technically yeah. as, as, as a club in order to compete because then they're going to play a game every, every third day in order to complete their league. It is tough. Yeah, it's tough, you know, uh, looking, seeing, you know, hoping because I know that we both have a love for football. Did you welcome the break or did you sort of still want to be out there and how did you manage just you personally being in a lockdown and not being able to leave that bubble at all uh, from where from where I came from Amazulu mm-hmm. and uh, what had happened I thought I did a, a fantastic job at Amazulu for a team that was bought and uh, in the first two seasons they made major 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 strides uh taking that they never bought a lot of players that mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. one part was that they got out of the top eight because of the Ndora case the other part was uh, we had to compete the whole season because of of being deducted six points and uh, none of our business no none of my business you understand what i'm saying yeah but having to work with a group of players in both those seasons to make sure that they understand where they are. I thought we did a fantastic job in, in where we ended up. 
and then uh, the the last season not not going five games, and then been asked to 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 leave the club uh, as part of football. But I still thought we had a lot to offer, and we we we, we gave him. But me being out of the game was probably a good time for me to get back and realize where you are, what you are, who you work for in future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that I, I I give everything for football, I really do a lot of research when I'm busy with the team or with the club. I do a lot of research regarding the current players that they have and trying to make them better. So there's a lot that I do as, a, as an individual in order to make the team play yeah. the way they play the 90 minutes and we, we're on the team on the touchline for 90 minutes only and that is not my that is not my part of, 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 of happy glory and things like that. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I that part of the game belongs to the players. Mm-hmm. 11 players or the first 18 players that are out on the pitch on that day that belongs to them. Yeah. My biggest part that I pay contribution to, the club is in the training field. Is the hours that I spend with them on a television, trying to show them tactics, trying to show them techniques, uh, trying to get into their, their brains as far as their personal lives are concerned. What are they, what are they doing mm-hmm. now that they're playing professional football mm-hmm. and they haven't played 20 games in the PSL? What, what is their demeanor? Because a lot of our people still think that uh, Romy Titus is on, on radio every day. She must be, she must be a rich woman, man. She must get a lot of money. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we, we've been taught that. We've been, we've been given that impression that when you appear on television and you are playing 90 minutes every day and you, all the time people talk about you, you have got money. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's it's just a job. You understand what I'm saying? And you've got to try and teach these, these young players what that is all about because a lot of them think, oh, I'm on TV soon, how I can go to the morning, everybody will ask me who I am, what I am. And yet I've only played 20 games in the PSL. Yeah. You've got to play 200, 300 games in the PSL. And how do you do that? By looking after yourself, by making sure you take the corner and when you take the corner, you got to feed yourself properly, you got to sleep properly, yeah, you got to yeah. train properly. So all those things come into play. And that's what I do behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. The 90 minutes on the pitch, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a fan of that. You talk about looking after yourselves properly and getting into the psyche of the players and, you know, helping them look after themselves and really not get, you know, big-headed about, yes, playing in the PSL, you being on television and really just laser focusing. How do you keep that focus as a coach personally? Because, you know, January 28th, 2020, um, you know, newspapers, uh, all the different websites talking about leopards explaining Johnson's uh, suspension. How do you keep a calm head amidst all of the chaos? I have a, a strong support at home, Romy. A very, very strong support at home. Uh, my wife and my kids, they're all, my children have all grown up and uh, my wife is very stable. No, she doesn't. She reads things uh, very critically, and she allows me to do that. And then, of course, I have 
good few friends outside of football that are football people mm-hmm. that always bring you the news and uh, uh, people always want to want to discredit somebody. They always want to discredit someone. They never write the good things about you unless you win the trophy. Yeah. But if you don't win the trophy, uh, the, this, the, 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 the credits will, will all go against you and that's when you got to know that, you know, at least in that particular club or that particular team, I know in my heart of hearts, no matter what they say, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five players, I gave them an opportunity. They they should take with both hands and they will go further. Because mm. it says, I mean, even if I go deeper, it says, yeah, the one thing that we are doing is we need to investigate and see what seems to be the problem. It might also not be his problem. There might be other problems, quote unquote. And this is um, obviously the leopard spokesperson just talking about your suspension. When you were suspended and everybody was saying this and saying that, can you give me the real story behind your suspension, why you were suspended and then eventually let go? Where from where was this? From leopards. Oh no no no! That's that's only I, I I as you know I'm speaking to you now and I haven't even mentioned them. Mm. What what I what I've been telling everybody is that what happened in Venda stays in Venda. Mm. That is that is something that uh, I, I I will disclose in my. In and you tell all book I one day. But if I may, Coach, if I may, was it it something that you took to heart? Was it perhaps your your hardest moment or time in coaching? Uh, No. It was probably the easiest time in coaching. Mm -hmm. The most difficult time there was the outside Mm -hmm. of coaching. And that's why I say what, what, what happened in Venda will stay in Venda and I will... I will disclose that one day in my book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, almost probably the easiest thing I could have ever done. Did you ever want to not coach? Was there ever a time where you reached a point where you were like, enough is enough. I am not doing this anymore. No, never in my life. What is I it? I'm addicted to this game. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm addicted to this game. <laughs> regardless of how hard it gets, I mean, how ugly it also can get, you still want more. I think it was Roger Desar that I spoke to, and I said, how would you describe football? And he said, it's an illness. And I said to him, you must be ill for a very, very long time. Um, But you still want to be a part of it. You still want to do it. You've been out for about five months, but you want to get back in. Is that where your mind is? Yes, you have to. You have to. Yeah, to no matter, even if it's in a small way, even if it's uh, going back to coaching under 11s or under 12s, it's, it's, it's still part of me. It'll be part of me for the rest of my life. Mm. I mean, apart from uh, just uncovering tomorrow's stars, just take me through, I want to be able to feel and experience it the way you do. What do you love? What is it that drives you that even if it drives you mad, you want more? The, the ability to see uh, whether it's young or old uh, players on the pitch, whether they women or men, doing things with a football that seems seamless. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If I if I if I if I if I sound right, um, it's like uh, you know, walking. When you walk, you walk with no effort. All you have to do is walk. It's the same like when you run. Yeah. The only problem is you have a football with you, and if you can run with a football, as if you, as if it's not there, then uh, that is that is extraordinary. It's very few people who do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you walk with a football by your feet, and your head is looking at who is running in the next corner, and you can see them, and uh, you can put the ball on their on the, on the heads or on their feet, then uh, that is what makes me makes me tick because you, you don't see many players who are able to do that. Yeah. And uh, because the world is, we say we have this beautiful game that's surrounded by so many million people playing it, but there's only very few few people that can play it at the highest level, either within their country or within that particular league. Mm. For example, the English League, the, the Premier League, the PSL itself. There's only few, few of them. If you look at it, there's only about 300, 400 players that play yeah. in the PSL and yeah. the NFT. Yeah. And uh, all of them are gifted because everybody sees them differently. Mm. I see my team at that particular moment differently to the next team. Right. And that is why I'm able to, you know, that's that's the that's the the drug that calls you because you're able to see these players, and uh, this player's name is Romy Titus, and she's able to do something with the ball in that position that nobody else can do, mm, mm. and that's what drives me. Of all, and the... if I see that, yeah. I can then put my own tactical awareness into that person, yeah, and then let's see what the reaction is. You get. I, I understand. I see. I see now. I see the bigger picture of all the teams that you have worked for. Which club would you say you enjoyed working at the most? Uh, there was. Even though I was the second assistant, even though I was the first assistant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had a good crop of players. Technically, mentally, tactically, they were good. But uh, the one where we really built a nice team was the Platinum Stars at Sundowns. Coach, you're quite popular here on the show. And there's a few of our listeners who want to ask you questions. They've reached out on our WhatsApp number. If you'd like to ask Coach Johnson a question, feel free to do so, please. 060-584-2250. That is our WhatsApp number. Going straight to it. Uh, Good afternoon, Uh, Radio 2000 family. Uh, Timothy, Miranda. And uh, Romy Titus, my question to the coach, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, it will be a quick one. What made him uh, fail at Black Leopards if he thinks he failed there? And uh, does uh, he think maybe uh, the team will avoid relegation under coach Alan Clark and uh, looking at how they're playing at the, uh, okay, before the, 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 the lockdown? Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's that, that my question. My name is Brian Makuya, calling from Amakuya in the Bembe district in Trenda. Hi, Romy. This is Neto from East London. You, you, you have my favorite co- coach here. I love him. He's a, he's a 
product of our of our of our shortcoming. I think he's a product. He's a sign on the soil, man. He's a very good coach. I I, I actually admire him. I am a Kaiser Chief follower. What I would love to know from him, what is he doing as a coach, as an experienced coach in, in, in our South African League? What is he doing about the bad stuff man, that is happening to, to our former players? Because once they, they, they stop uh, playing, they, they, they don't have money, man. They, they, they lose, man, lots of their money to, 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 to sophisticated life whilst they are still paying, but they cannot, they are living a life that they cannot afford when they are, they are no longer playing. So what is he doing, as, 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 as experience as he, what is he doing to actually uh, make players aware of the life beyond soccer, man? Uh, good afternoon, Romy, and good afternoon to the head coach, uh, Mr. Kevin Johnson. I've got two quick uh, questions uh, for him. Now, I hear, I hear that you discovered uh, Stephen Pinar. What did you see in Stephen Pinar at that time uh, when you discovered him? And has Stephen Pinar lived up to his potential? And then my second question, uh, you worded with various youth development, um, with various clubs in the country. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about, you know, youth development. Now, we saw and we are still seeing right now in Europe where the likes of Kylian Mbappe are playing for their national team at the young age of 18. And then you come to South Africa where you see a youngster is someone who's 23, is someone who's 24. Why are we not brave enough? Why is Bafana Bafana? not brave enough to give a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, a chance to play for his country. Good day, Mr. Johnson. How are you, Romy, also? Uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, do you think it's fair for the owners of the clubs to and the, and the, and the big people of football there to resume playing? Do you think it's very much fair? I don't think players had a say in this thing, or is it because they were hired or what and uh, just be fair to us do you think it's fair to allow players to go into the field without even asking if they are not afraid they don't feel like not sure of going back of their safety thank you this is moses McQuena of thank you mr johnson a big thank you to everybody for sending through those questions. Uh, the coach is here on the line and he will be answering. Coach, uh, let's start off there with what Brian McCoy is asking in terms of Leopards and if you feel that you have failed there and if they will survive relegation under Coach Clark. Look, I have, I have, Romy, as far as uh, Leopards are concerned and as far as Alan Clark is concerned, I have, I have probably the biggest, biggest respect for Alan Clark. He's worked with me for many, many years, mm-hmm. and he's more than capable of, of of maintaining the status for for black letters. Uh, if if he has, he's still able to keep the players that he has there. <coughs> and there's been a lot of talk within the media that they're moving some, they're not they're not renewing some of the teams, the, the players. Then maybe that will upset the cart for a while. Yeah. But uh, I have every every uh, how can I put it? I have all the confidence, confidence mm-hmm. in Alan Clark that he will succeed in what he's doing. There. Mm-hmm. 
I know that you did say in your tell all, you know, what happened in Venda stays in Venda. But Brian does ask you, do you feel you failed there, whether you failed the team or failed yourself? No, ma'am. I don't think I failed the team. And neither do I think I failed myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the one sentence that we always say, what happened in Venda, what happened in Venda, <laughs> Neto has come through. He's asking about the bad things that happen to players. I don't know, coach. I guess that you, as much as you're a coach, you're also a father figure to the players that you coach. And is there enough information to players? I know that the Players Union puts forward information as well in terms of financial wealth and, you know, being financially fit. But is that something that you take onto your, your own shoulders in terms of educating? Uh, Romy, I think when we when we talk about that, there's there's a lot that uh, we have not learned in South Africa yet. I I, I give my I give a lot of credit to San Mbata, Manda Mazibuko, Farouk Khan, we made Mao for 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 doing something that we did when we had the School of Excellence that we prepared all our players for those for those for those moments. We don't do that or we haven't put it out yet. I do it with all my teams that I that I coach at senior level. Mm-hmm. But we need to we need to unpack our eleven different cultures that we have Romy in order to develop the future. And that, for me, is very important. What do you mean because by that, by unpacking the 11 different cultures? Because if I don't save, I'm not going to be okay in the time by the time that I retire, right? Um, so is it not as cut and dry as save for the future? No, I don't believe so. Because a lot of our players, even up until now, still come from poor backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And then coming from a poor background, you you then realize that when someone goes in and plays for Kaiser Chiefs, for example, or he plays for, for any PSL team, people expect him to earn what Kune is earning. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the expectation. Why? Because you're on television, just like Romy Titus. <laughs> you are even. The box is not different. The box is telling us that you must be getting money. Right, right. We see you week in and we out, week out. You're there. You you must be getting money. So therefore, you have to do this and you have to do that. You have to now support your immediate family and you have to support your 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 your, your cousins and all of them as well. Mm. So all those things come with it comes with pressure. And when pressure is there, you find boys of eighteen and nineteen and twenty. They're taking that pressure off them by doing other things, as mm-hmm. normal children would do, by going out and drinking, by going out and, and being, with, uh, being famous. So he, he gets himself, or they get themselves boyfriends and girlfriends, and uh, they do all the, the, the wrong things, which you say, it's not wrong, because everybody does that right. at a certain level. Mm-hmm. But how they do it is they're forgetting that, guys, and this is what we thought our youngsters at the school is that we steal your childhood from you. 
mm. when you become a football player. Mm. That's what happens. Your your growth is stolen. You are not a normal kid that go, a, a normal child that goes out and learns what a twenty year old do does and things like. You could be a twenty year old that's a multi millionaire already. Right. And that's what happened to Stephen. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. At mm. twenty, he signed a major, major contract. And I still believe if I wasn't there, maybe he would have. It would have gone differently. Because that's actually that's Libra's good. question. Libra actually asks um, about Stephen Pinar, uh, where and how, and what did you see in him, and did he live up to your expectation? Man, in all respect to Stephen, we come from the same area, and I, and when when we found Stephen, Stephen was not the best player amongst the copper players that we, we we saw that that particular day. But he had a way of about, about playing with the ball like I was telling you, and he said, let's give him the opportunity. And uh, when finding out more about Stephen, you find out that Stephen is from a single-parent home. Mm. And he's got four other siblings that he looks after. He managed to put them all through school Amazing. and buy his mother a house and buy his mother a car and buy himself a house and buy himself a house in in. in, in in, in Amsterdam and in London, like he's done, and he stays there now. So he listened. He listened, mm-hmm. and that's what that was a good thing about Stephen. He listened because we insisted that they complete their schooling as well during those times, because we said this is the last time in your life that you will be a child. That's pretty powerful and because yes, they do. You know, you do lose. Uh, that childhood, the minute you come into the fold, because the other question was also in terms of Bafana Bafana giving um, chances to the youth. And by youth, yes, I know in South Africa it's 18 to 35, but if you're taking a look at youth within, <laughs> <laughs> within the setup of, of a football team, why not younger? Why not younger, uh, 17 and perhaps younger, 16, 17? Well, don't mean if you've noticed, most of my teams, wherever I've coached, I've always brought in a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old or a 19-year-old because that is where they are. They, they guess that's where they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, Bafana, Bafana, we have, to, we have to get to another level like the rest of the world, whereby when they do call a copper players, like they have on the 17-team, like they have on the 19-team, like they have an Olympic team. Yeah. When they play, we have to play more friendly in order to introduce these next stars that are 17 and 18 and 19-year-old players into the fold. And then they can, then they can show themselves mm. at the biggest stage. And they have to give the Bafana coach a lot more scope in order to do that. Yeah. And not only them on stage when they have to play a qualifier, an AFCON qualifier or a world qualifier. You understand what mm, I'm saying? Because mm, mm. that's the only time we see Bafana Bafana. We have to see Bafana Bafana at friendly games more so we can see these people. Yeah. I mean, I watch, I've been watching some of the, the Spanish teams now and there's a lot of them that are introducing 19 and 19 and 18 year old players. There's, there's an African that plays for Baf- Barcelona. Uh, Ansu, he's, he's only 19, mm. but he's played four or five games in the first team already. Yeah. He's a player that comes from, I think it's from 
one of the Asian countries. He's a Real Madrid product. His surname is it's spelled T A K E, but it's actually pronounced Take. It's a magic player. He's only 17 or 18. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where we need to we we need to we need to blood in these players. I mean, Amazulu they've got a player now. He's 19 years old. Last year they had two. They had now is 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 surname is Maduna. Yes, a magic player. But he needs to be given the opportunity. The opportunity, right? And at that age, and you and you've made those examples, coach. I mean, it must be rewarding when you take a look back and you see that you've had a hand in in assisting a player, like you said, with Stephen, uh, where he listened and he is where he is today. Um, what would you say? I mean, apart from that being rewarding, what if you look back at your years as a coach? What would you say your most rewarding memory is? Oh, there's so many, Romy. There's so many. <laughs> uh, when I look at uh, a lot of people, look at Stephen because Stephen played for Everton, played for 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 Borussia Dortmund, played for Ajax Amsterdam, and uh, he, he recognizes uh, where he comes from. You know. Uh, only because the Europeans put him on the market mm. and they made a big form about him. He speaks to me and I speak to him, and so that's 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 probably why everybody knows. But there's there's players like Dylan Shepard, uh, Brett Evans, Marcelo is is a, is a coach now in in, in Belgium. Uh, there's there's a player like Jeffrey Tuka. There's players like Munip Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current Ashim Domingo, you know, plays that we 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 I I, I had a hand in selecting them. Uh, Dalen Klassen, mm-hmm. Keegan Buchanan, mm-hmm. those are all players for me that are that are really really quality 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 players. And if they were given the chance, they would have been better than what they are today. Yeah, Could- and Sheppy himself. I'm going to go to a quick ad break, and when we come back, we're going to go straight to the lines. 089-110-2000. Our MVP today is Coach Kevin Johnson. It is 20 minutes after 4 o'clock right here on The Touchline with me, Romy Titus. I'm with you through until 6 p.m. this evening. Our MVP today is Coach Kevin Johnson. We're tracking why it is he decided to become a coach. His highest high and sometimes that he refuses to talk about. So we're going to go straight to the lines now as we continue. Um, spending time with Coach Johnson, Lemmy is out in Newcastle. Lemmy, hi, you're live on the air. Good afternoon, Romy. How are you doing, Lemmy? I'm doing well, and you? Good, good. Go ahead. The coach is listening. Yes. Uh, good, good, good afternoon, coach. Good afternoon, Lenny. Yes. Uh, I admire you as a coach. Uh, if I look at your coaching career, from the first year, you took platinum stars to the second place position in, in, in the lock. But from there, things have not been going right. You know, you've been moving from one club to another, back to Platinum Stars, up to Black Leopard, where you were set. I'm just going back to the question that Romy asked about your your future. Uh, I know you want to be a coach, but don't you think that it's, it's high time that you explore other things in football, like there is 
Thank you so much there too, Lemmy. Coach, hold your thoughts on that one. Let's very quickly take Brian. He's out in Limpopo. Brian, you're live on the air. Hello. Hey, hi, Romy. Hi, how are you doing, Brian? Okay, how are you? Good. Fire away. Coach is listening. Uh, sure. Coach, uh, gentlemen, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine, my friend. All right. Got and, it. Uh, nice coach, uh, the bit, I mean, what made me phone after my book, uh, note that I sent there is because I know your work, senior work at uh, Platinum Plus. I've seen what you did at uh, uh, Amazon, where team was docked to a few points, but you still managed to save the relegation. And uh, uh, what tend to break the past, uh, how you, you, you performed there, uh, it really, uh, the type of work you were doing the, in those other teams, uh, for me, I thought, I mean, I wanted to ask if does uh, interference from the management to the technical staff exist at Leopards? I mean, you have been saying what uh, what happens in Brenda remains Brenda. If you keep on protecting this thing, it will end up, it will keep on going on and on and on, and they need to be uh, uh, exposed to the, I mean, uh, so that they can stop reading. So for me, that, that's the question that I wanted to ask you. Does it exist at, at, at Black Letters, the interference of the uh, management? Um, one of the things, because uh, I saw the change, I mean, uh, they with one holding minister who was Mukwena by then, but then when you came, uh, I think you used two different ministers who had, uh, I can't remember if it was Karabo Tepe or someone, uh, with so was it who who brought that method or uh, was it one from the management who brought the method at the team I know you might be Brian actually your line is really intermittent so we're we going to have to catch you there um, as we now answer those questions coach let's start off with Lemmy saying development you've got a knack for that uh, why not give back at that structure Romy like I said earlier on, you know, I, we, we're going to get back into football, whether it's in development, whether it's in, in, in the PSL, mm-hmm. coaching the first team. But uh, I've always been involved with development, even at my, uh, at Amazulu, you know, try to set up the structures in, as far as the, 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 the academy is concerned. Right. Try to promote the players, like I mentioned, Maduna, within the, within the, 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 the professional ranks. And make sure you sort of go to the clubs, uh, smaller divisions, and talk to the players about mm-hmm. who you are, what you are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, we, uh, when you do that, it's not enough. I, 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 I'm not able to give enough of my time to those people. All I'm going to do with the with the, with the young ones when I'm at the club is sort of give them uh, a motivational talk, mm. and it's. It's like like you say, if I have to teach everybody in, in an English class to speak Zulu, but I only do Zulu once a week, by the time the end of the year, they won't know anything. Mm, mm. It has to be an ongoing thing. Yes. So those are things that you, you, you hope that what you do, the people that are around you or that are, that are being employed to work with you, go back and carry out the same message. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes and, perfect uh, sense. It's, 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 it's the same way like I did at Platinum Stars. At Platinum Stars, we set up the academy. It was working very, very, very well. And uh, out of that academy comes the most expensive t- 
transfer player in South Africa, Gift Links. Mm. Uh, if people people don't know this, but Gift Links are found at the age of eight years old. Wow, at eight? Yes. You understand that? We yeah. found that we found Gift Links at the age of eight years old and we put him in the academy in the in, in, in the academy stars academy. Mm. The same with uh Mabiliso, who's probably uh at at twenty years old, he probably played the most PSR games for a youngster. I think at twenty years old, he started playing at eighteen mm-hmm. in the PSL. So he must have played about at least by the time I left, yeah. probably eighty to yeah. sixty PSR games. Brian, Brian goes back to to Venda, even though we said what happens in Venda stays in Venda, <laughs> asking as to why do you not speak out? Because if there is something to say, then should you not say it as to expose uh, and let people really know as to what is happening there? And is there too much interference from management? I think, again, Romy, I, I stick to my, my, my one line. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think these things need to be unpacked in a bigger forum. Okay. Okay. In a in a forum whereby whereby we we, we as, as as coaches as administrators of of the game come together in a, in a in a conference and say, guys, this is what football should be like in the future in South Africa mm. if we want to take it to the next level. Because if you take the continent as a whole. In the South African game or the South African uh, professional league is probably one of the best. Fair it's enough, coach. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll leave that and one at that, that and I hope Brian unpacked. is happy with that. Uh, we respect that, coach. You mentioned players who need to be given the chance, right, at an earlier age. You mentioned the gift links at eight and you mentioned players coming in 16, 17, 18, 19 at around that age. I spoke to Coach Dan Malicella uh, uh, not too long ago, and a caller called in to say um, they were wondering why is it that certain coaches aren't successful, and a caller called in and said, you should always remember what race you are in South Africa, and by that, you know, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Do you think that there is any, any substance in that, in saying you should always remember that you are a coach of color, and so, therefore, if you think you can bang down all the doors, you have another thing coming. I come from an era, black and white, and I refuse to accept that in my vocabulary. It's not something that you think about. It's not something that uh, determines the steps that you walk. Is it not still something at the back of your mind? No, I refuse to accept that. I've been oppressed all my life from, and when people say that, then I realize that uh, they are not thinking mm-hmm. in the future. They are thinking in the past. And the past uh, makes me very angry because uh, a lot of us, even the way we, we, we talk to our children sometimes, and I always try and analyze that, we talk to them with an apartheid mentality is an apartheid schooling, if that makes sense. So we need to we need to get away from that. We need to go away from that completely because if I have to talk to you about color, then you will be shocked when I tell you that. At the twenty fourteen World Cup in Brazil, 
24,000 security personnel were only black. Mm-hmm. But the 2,400 VIP guests in the stadium was only white. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I refuse to accept that. I refuse to be told that because of color, I can only go to certain doors. No, I I will not accept that. And that's good. It's good that that is is your outlook because then often, you know, you look at the caliber of coaches that we have and I think, why is it or is it that you have been approached already? I just don't know about that. But have you? Been approached? (laughs) Yes, coach. <laughs> uh, no, I think that that uh, that top secret uh, it's 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 uh, it's COVID COVID twenty. So there's no one calling to say, "Look, coach, uh, once we are back uh, and the new normal continues and we're back and everything is fine, we want you." Is there no one dialing your number every day to say, "Coach, we want you, we need you"? Uh, not at the moment, man. Look, I, I think it's. it's 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 a very very sticky situation as well uh, because of the whole situation. They don't know whether they start, whether they end, whether they're not going to start. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are people are thinking differently. I think mm-hmm. I think the world is going to be different when we go back. It is. It is. The new normal we now talk about. Coach Johnson, has been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you here on Radio 2000. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending your time with us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, now I can have a Sunday night, a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, Romy. Cheerio. Nice talking to you and nice, nice uh, talking to your listeners as well. Thank you. It was good. Goodbye. It was good chatting to you. Keep safe. Thank you so much, Coach Kevin Johnson there. And, yeah, so much coming out there. I mean, if it was a tell-all book, I think I would literally be glued to the pages. Uh, a coach that has a wealth of experience behind him. But I also like what he says, that never once does he think of his color um, in terms of where it is that he's going because he comes from the era of the oppressed. And so moving on, it's not something that is really in his radar, uh, which is nice to know. You know, Coach Dan took a slightly different take uh, on that, but nice to hear just of the different clubs that he has been at and in terms of development. I mean, Stephen Pinar being one of the players that he's had a hand in group your gift links as well so really nice and a big thank you to everybody who's come out as well to ask those questions and I think my question of the day goes out to Neto uh, for asking the question in terms of players who always end up with nothing uh, financially cash strapped not having much and he's given he's given there a couple of people uh, himself included who have gone out to really educate players about financial fitness and how to save for not just today, but for retirement as well. You, me.